Welcome to Sunny in Seattle with your host, Sunny Joy. And coming up on today's show, well, Sunny just wasn't quite ready to leave Seattle just yet. So she'll be back in studio again today for the first Friday of the month. So join Sunny and her co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke, to hear their latest adventure updates, plus some inspiration for your very own adventures. And now we welcome your hosts for the day, Sunny Joy McMillan and Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunny in Seattle. It is the first Friday of the month, which means I am joined by my fantastic co-host, Dr. Alessandra Duke. Hello. Hello. And uh, Sunny in Seattle is here every Friday from 9 to 10, 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific here on Alternative. Uh, I'm totally messing up. My Are you info. okay? You know what's happening? We have going on today. Oh, in the you're studio. gonna throw me no, under no, the no, bus. No, no. no, I'm not throwing video <laughs> under the bus. But okay, so I'm in the studio. I promise I'll say that I'll, I'll do all the little call information here in just a second. But this is so funny and distracting because um uh, number one, as Benny mentioned in the intro, I feel very grateful to be back in the studio. We extended our stay in Seattle by about a week. Um our sweet neighbors were we were having Let's try it longer. <laughs> Let's Yay! try longer. Yay, right? I know. I'm trying to get her to stay there longer. Though. I know. Apparently, <laughs> we'll have to hear about that because you're coming back too for a little while yeah. anyway, Alessandra. But um, anyway, so here I am in the studio, and every you know, the technology just gets more and more fun here in the studio. And so we've got this big screen TV up on one wall. And so since we're on Zoom, Benny has it set up where I actually am looking at Alessandra, and I've got we've got like good job, KKW. Yeah, way to step up your game. I know. Way to step right? up your game, there, kids. Yeah, so they're trying it something out new. And somebody was like, here, we're just going to have Alessandra up and you. So number one, there's like my giant face and the, the big screen TV. It's not on like the... up in your grill. Oh, no, there's, no, no. There's a I little know. more of a background. There's just more visual than I'm used to. And I, you know, with my ADD, I get very distracted by all of the shiny objects in the studio. Doc Alessandra, can we... you make it? Yeah. Can you make it so you could just look at my face, my oh. big head? Oh, no, no, it's not. It's not even just me. <laughs> I'm saying like having any visuals up here. So we've got Alessandra, we've got me, like that. Vinny is across There's the There's that better. Anyway, so yeah, I'm off my game. I changed morning. it, yes, Dr. Alessandra, to just you. Now you're <laughs> okay. a giant feature on my <laughs> wall. I actually do like this better because now I just have Oh Alessandra. great. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's like that <laughs> thumbnail viewer. It's the only you can only see the speaker. Anywho. Okay, so just to just to say what I normally do say, <laughs> we are here every Friday from nine to ten AM on Alternative Talk, eleven fifty AM KKNW in Seattle, as well as one oh three point three KPCA in Petaluma, bringing you amazing guests and resources that will help you create a life filled with peace, joy, freedom, and purpose. It is radio that positively shines. And if you can't catch the show live, you can always access those show archives. You can find those at 1150kknw.com on that website. You can also find the show on iTunes and Podcast One. And our quick disclaimer for the Petaluma folks that the views expressed here are not necessarily the views of Petaluma Community Access, KPCA Radio, or its board of directors, volunteer staff, or underwriters. Um, so quick housekeeping, I guess, for our information, uh, Dr. Alessandra. So my website is goldenoversoul.com. That's goldenoversoul.com. What about you? <laughs> My website is <laughs> alessandraduke.com. Okay, awesome. And once again, I'm in the studio with Benny. Yay! No, okay, so Alessandra, you can't see Benny at the moment, but you could see him earlier. No, I, I wish I could, though. I wish my screen was seeing both you guys. Well, I sent Benny a... just sent me a yeah. picture of <laughs> me. Uh, I, I told mean, you. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. 
And now I can't hide my poor behavior when I'm listening. What kind of poor I'm, behavior you know, do you have? I'm like taking pictures of you talking. Oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then I keep forgetting that y'all can see me. Yes. I can. think it's great. Yeah, but no, this is a fun feature. Um, yeah, there's always fun things yeah, happening doing another one. KW. So <laughs> anyway, okay, so here we are. Um, <laughs> Alessandra, I was uh, just thinking, like, we really haven't talked. The last time we checked in. No. I was in Bozeman, Montana, um, mm-hmm. and which is wild that we haven't talked since then, right? Because yeah. it is just something that is like we would normally have chatted a couple of times since then. So I yeah. am coming into the show having is, zero I'm so idea. Sorry for people who aren't, Vinny is like behind me. What what, what is Vinny doing? <laughs> this is like virtual life meets reality life meets i'm just getting so meta it's like benny taking picture of the picture you know sonny just work with me people just work with me i I can't work under these conditions Uh, well i guess let's actually check now that benny has his headset back on i thought he was leaving the studio but really he was just taking pictures just behind you um Taking yeah. pictures. Get used to the fame, Sonny. Right, Just get exactly. Used to the paparazzi she's, being she's all around. Up. I know I am. <laughs> I have three fans and I am used to the fame. Oh, these so. are great. Okay, yeah. well, Benny, we'll check in with you. What's what is new with you? Busy taking pictures of my talents and so. uh, you know, doing <laughs> doing my thing. Enjoying the first day of October. Yeah. Uh, this is my favorite month of all months because it's, it's Halloween. Me too. Month. It's Halloween month. And you know, I go crazy. You do. Yeah, <laughs> you do. What's it going to be this year, Benny? No, That's... I love it. You won the. You're, I think, one of the only people who's won the costume contest. So I won three, months. four years ago, and then in a row. But then last year, I was late to getting my costume in. I, it was a virtual style, and yes. I'm not a big virtual person. They need to see me up front and yeah. real. And I was late getting my um my costume. Yeah. Excuse me, my costume in. Um. So uh, someone else won, but that's okay. Okay. Because now I've got to go a little bit bigger this year. Yeah. I don't know yet. In my experience, your (laughs) costumes are experiential. Phenomenal. Thank you. I'll keep it coming. Yeah. So I can see why the virtual didn't work as well. Yeah, I was less Grossman, you know, from Tropic Thunder. So remember, I shaved my my head (laughs) in the proper, you know, design. And uh, I actually posted a video of me being less Grossman. Uh So I'll try to track down that video for you. Or not. Okay, then when was the year <laughs> that you were like one of those machines that grabs the, the claw? I was yeah. that, that was the year before. I remember that. Mm-hmm. One. What? I was thinking that was last year. Nope. Well, that was a whole twenty oh twenty year. Gosh. Unfortunately, I had to let that costume go. I actually disassembled it because I was hoping to like get rid of it last year, but of course, with our little uh, mini pandemic, um, yeah. So I just decided, you know, take it apart and. Figure something else out. You know, it takes up space. You yep. know, stuff like that. Yep, yep. Yeah. Well, we'll how long have I been doing this show? Right. <laughs> <laughs> how have I been through so many of Benny's costumes? I'm just having this Twilight Zone moment. That's like, all the reason why we keep you, right? <laughs> so to see Benny's yeah. costumes over here. You, I think, Alessandra, <laughs> this is going on two years. Like this fall will be two years of First Fridays. I think. I haven't looked at my calendar. Well, it must be because I already was in with Benny. For two costumes worth, so yeah, a, little that's over, a little over two years, I think. Hmm. I'll look yeah. at the first. Yeah, I'll look, look for the first date. Yeah. Okay. Well, so as Benny's doing that, um, Alessandra, where do we find you at the moment? 
Because I'm oh, in the studio right in now, Seattle. Yeah, but where are you? Yes. And right now I'm in Virginia. I took a quick trip up to surprise one of my best friends um, for her birthday last night. So she had no idea I was coming. And um, it was super, it was just super cute. I've got a couple of really close friends here. So um, one of those other friends and I drove up um, from Richmond up to Charlottesville. Surprised her. It was super great. Yeah. And I feel like looking at your background, I've, and I You've know, seen it. I know this friend also. Yes. Um, I mean, not yeah. personally, but know of her from your travels. So this is, is this the first time you've been back up there since you, like you, this was one of your stops where you're currently sitting on that adventure yes. that you went on across the country on your way yes. to Florida. Um, yes. So is this the first time you've been back? No, I've oh. been back. Let's see. I think one other time I came up here, I drove up. Um, took Oscar and we drove. So that was maybe the, that was the first time we did that um, last month. So it's, but it is, it's really interesting. Every time I'm back here, it really does remind me of that phase of the journey because that, that part of it, I was just anticipating staying here for a week. Um, This friend and I have been friends for a really long time. So we're more sisterly. And I thought there's no way that we can tolerate each other for longer (laughs) than a week. And then she was, you know, then they invited me to stay through the holidays, knowing it was my first holiday since my breakup from my partner, you know, my former partner. And, um, and I did and stuck around here until the new year last year. And I cannot believe it's already been a year since then, because that was nearing the end of my journey. So it's like, I'm just like in this yeah twilight zone around time (laughs) for the radio show for that adventure. It just keeps kind of going on. Yeah, I feel that. Oh, So for our crack team of producers here at the Mighty Sunny in Seattle radio show and program, <laughs> that would just be me. Yeah. Uh, I went back and looks like September 15th of 2017, Sunny was the first show with Dr. Alessandra well, Duke. Okay, but she was a guest, but we didn't right. make it a regular thing. But until... then she did a fill-in host in October of okay. 2017. Okay. So okay. that was, yeah, yeah. we're coming and up then... in a while. Yeah, so that's why I know so many of Benny's costumes, at least. Right. But then when did I become regular? Do you know that? (laughs) That would be probably, because it seems like you're kind of like the monthly, weekly after that, too. I mean, you've got tons of shows running in the next couple of years, so. Yeah, I'm just going to look. I'll look at my own calendar while we're (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) I could throw up my costumes on the screen, too, if you want to see those. (laughs) There's like a crew of ADHD people making a radio show. Uh Isn't that what we are? (laughs) That's how radio performs. Everybody, we need to look this up right now. Right, exactly. We're live on the radio. It's been yeah. a while. That's just, that's what that's the information yeah. I have to confirm at this point. But I cannot believe, yeah, 2017 because I met you that year. That was when I, yes. right around the time I had kicked off Lady Bosses, and yep. yeah, right, amazing. Yeah, and th- you know, since we're talking about, um, this was actually one of the things that I wanted to ask you about on today's show, um, because it is a question I have been sitting with as we have continued to move around the country and and we're coming up on that time we've been on the road since april so going on a little over 6 months actually i think um mm-hmm. and <clears throat> now we're at the point where all of our things are you, we sold the home in seattle in 2020 so it's really interesting to be parked in front of our neighbors house so we're seeing like the new folks who bought it and oh my gosh they're the loveliest couple and 
they've done such oh. good things with it. So it's it's bittersweet to see that. But I have to say, looking at it, I'm like, no, that was not our forever home. I still feel good about our decision to sell. Like it was the right time to let that place go. Um, but in any event, um, coming back here and seeing that and being in the exact block where we lived for six years of our life here, um, and then knowing that all of our remaining belongings are in storage in Petaluma because we gave up our rental there, and Lovey, our Airstream, has been the home now for six months, and knowing that I still want to apply to Divinity School this fall, like where will that take us? Where do we even want to land? I think it would be really nice to land somewhere temporarily for the holidays, like in wintertime, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just sit still for just a moment. <laughs> Yes. So I'm just, but there are so many pieces of if, of us, it feels like, scattered all over the place. Um, and of course, family and friends in Texas, some of whom have said, oh, please come back here for the holidays. Um, so it's, what is what is home? Um, and so I'm mm-hmm. curious as I'm sitting with that question, and I have thoughts on that, but does Florida feel like home to you yet now that you, you closed on your house this past summer, right? Was it the yes, I, I closed on it um, at the end of April. At the oh my gosh, spring. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So does yeah. So does Florida feel like home? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say Absolutely more. not. Say more. <laughs> <laughs> I think it feels like it. It feels like an amazing holding space that like um, has a lot of my favorite things, you know, Mm -hmm. the ocean and palm trees and manatees and, you know, things like that. But, you know, I don't, I I've really been thinking about, you know, what does home even mean? I think for a lot of people, it's, it's maybe where biological family resides. And for a lot of us, that is not the sense of what feels like a, you know, right. home or home base. And so, um, I I've been sorting that out for myself and, and really, I think being with, um, in some ways being with these, these particular friends, because I've known them for so long mm-hmm. f- creates that home feeling for me. Um, and is likely where I would come back next year for holidays because I can't track you and chase down. Otherwise that would probably be my <laughs> other choice. <Right. laughs> Sorry, but I cannot, to come to. I can't pin you down right now. Um, you know, and I, you know, I, I think that I end up getting little tastes of home. Like I'll be going back to Seattle in a couple of weeks, like you mentioned, um, because that feels like Seattle in the fall feels like a little bit of that return home for me. Um, sometimes when I go to Nebraska, that feels a little like home, but I don't have um, one consistent place yet that feels really like home and I don't know um I I wonder if I will you know if that would just be the sense for the rest of my this incarnation for me because I've moved so much both as a child and an adult that there's not one location that ever feels that way um and so you know for me it's it's become more about relationships with friends and people that feel that nurturing of home yeah. and unfortunately they don't all live in the same area is that unfortunate? otherwise <laughs> I, I know it's like sometimes it's great because I can travel to these different places and other times it's like I want you and Chase and all of my other best friends to live in one neighborhood so that <laughs> I can be like hey could you come have a drink with me in 
10 minutes, you know, that is what I want. And then can we like have really great conversations or can you lay on the couch with me and watch this movie with me, you know, (laughs) and those, those are the longings that I have that, like having that deeper sense of connection and feeling like this is home. My people are here, um, that I would really, really like, and my people are just spread out, which makes for fun travels. Yeah. But in the everyday, it, I still have this sense of uncertainty of like, um, is there another place that I would feel more like home? So it's, I'm, I've got a big looming question mark with the home. Yeah. Yeah. Theme right now. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't say there's not a house that feels like home to me. Texas never, fortunately, my parents moved from my hometown, the small place in East Texas in Tyler where I grew up and they, um, they retired in Fredericksburg, which I love. It's a fun little, um, it's kind of like Leavenworth here in Washington Mm -hmm. uh, or Texas's equivalent of that. Um, So it's a fun place to go visit them, but it's not where I grew up. Um, I don't really have ties to where I grew up. Um, and then even when we were, when I remember when I was married and I'd gone to law school in Austin, we stayed there. Um, I stayed there for an additional 10 or so years. Um, Austin never felt like home. I remember looking out the window mm. of this condo where we lived and I thought, God, this just doesn't feel like home. What feels like home? And I have to say, getting to Seattle, this is the place that has felt most like home, but it's not tied to a building. It's tied to, I feel like, the energy of the region or the energy of the city it's just so, it just feels like my, so we're parked, as I mentioned, in front of our neighbors, our former neighbor's house. These are two of our best friends in the world. They were our cross the fence neighbors. And it really was a magical time when we shared this fence with them. You know, we would, he, our neighbor is a big griller and he would pass, you know, ribs over the fence or we always kept our front doors open and you could Cause that's love. That's neighborly love right it there. It really that is. is love. Passing meat You're around. Passing food over yeah, the fence. Passing yeah. the meat around. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. Oh, it just was so. I've never had an experience like that. Even living in a condo where you're literally on top of each other and you're sharing elevators all times a day, I never was that close to any of my neighbors. So it's mm-hmm. just been so good. But I've been, I feel like such, um, it's interesting. We have, while we have extended our stay, we have not, I haven't seen a ton of people and we haven't gotten out and done a ton of stuff because it has felt like the way that my neighbor put it, we were sitting on the couch last night um, and, and talking and she said, it just seems like, this feels like a warm hug to you that you needed. And I'm like, yes, that's exactly oh, what it was. Yeah. Being able to just operate in our little Columbia City sphere, go to Seward yeah. Park, go to Genesee Dog Park with Movi, go to PCC, go just make the usual rounds, go to our favorite little little restaurant, Billiard Hoang. And yes. <laughs> it's just, oh my gosh, this there's an energy here that just feels like home. And I don't think I had realized we've been on this road trip maybe we'll stay somewhere four days I think five days has been our max and we've only done that Mm -hmm. maybe two or three times we've been moving every couple of days and I know we're mobile but even just packing up the airstream from one campsite to the next it's a process and I don't Mm -hmm. think I realized how tired I was from moving and moving and moving um I I wouldn't trade this experience for the world that we've had but oh my gosh, it has felt like a warm hug to pull into Seattle. Seattle feels like home. Um, yeah. I knew that it felt that way when we were living here, but now it's validated my hunch that it would feel like that no matter where we go and what we do. 
Yeah. yeah. And do you know. notice anything? Cause I notice certain regions, I can really feel it in my body. Kind of like we talk about yes. like the shackles on shackles off yep. sensation. Yep. Right. So do you notice that when you get there, you feel, I don't know, more of an openness or can you feel something in your body shift depending where you are yes. regionally? Absolutely. I remember this from way back when, um, as a child, when I just knew I wanted to go to the West Coast, and I finally in high school was able to go to L.A. on, um, I was on a competitive dance team, and, and so we went to L.A., and I That's remember- That's cute. From- <laughs> I love imagining- Yeah, we might need to double back on that. Dance team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, we're going to have to come back to that one. Anyway, um, <laughs> getting off the plane that first time, and I was like, oh, yeah, this is my place. And so fast forward, and my ex-husband and I spent, um, we, we lived there for about four years, and- um, every time I would get off the jet bridge in LA, it was just this feeling of complete body relaxation, like, ah, this is my place. Like the West Coast is where I'm meant to be. So Seattle has been that on steroids. It just, it feels just completely, um, yeah, it feels like you say, open and relaxed on the body compass. If you want to say, I like how Martha Beck talks about it in her latest book, um, The Way of Integrity, that um, integrity really is about alignment between body, mind, heart, and soul. Um, just your all your pieces are congruent and working together. And so it feels like that aha or light bulb moment in the mind. It feels like relaxation on the body. It feels like mm-hmm. an opening in the heart or like the, if you want to visual, like the lotus flower opening in your heart, a heart expansion or heart opening. And then in the soul, it feels like freedom. That is exactly what Seattle feels like to me. So that's a good question. Oh. I'm curious, like, where you feel that the most these days. Yeah, well, and it makes me wonder, you know, when you head back to Petaluma, because I know that's yeah. coming up soon. Yeah. Like, these journeys, when you start, you take these soul journeys, right? Like, you've been on in these last lots of months, like I went on in the last year, mm-hmm. and you return to these locations, you return yeah. back, you get so much more information. So, I'm so curious next when you go to Petaluma, how that will land in your body. I, man, I am too. And here's a little thing to add into the mix. And we really haven't shared that. I mean, here I am talking about it on live radio. I should have talked to Chase about this before I went down this road. <laughs> Whoopsies, because he's probably listening. Right? I know. I, oh, I doubt it. I think he stopped listening ages ago. I mean, every oh. once in a while he will. Uh, although he did say, tell me to tell Benny and Alessandra hi. Benny specifically, because I, mean, I don't get to see Benny that often. Oh, hi, Shane. Oh, just for that? Chase, if you're listening, it's for you. Um, but so Chase's family, there's a one of his family members has a business here that she started years ago and it is thriving I mean I'm so she's number one she's like the ultimate lady boss like you know I know that was your group that you ran mm-hmm. while you were here and so um yeah but this this is a very special family member and um and and Chase has been a part of that business on and off like he has memories of being 12 years old it's in a big warehouse and um being 12 years old on his rollerblades doing like inventory and stuff um so he's been a part of it on and off um for many many years and um, he's, we've had the chance to hang out with family since we've been here. And, um, the, I'll just say there is an offer on the table for him to come back, um, and, and be mm-hmm. a part of, of, of this organization. Um, and it, it, I'll just, that just adds this element of, wow, if that is back on the table, what are, <laughs> like, 
should we be considering coming back here for a little while? How will that factor into divinity school? And you just add all these factors in. And so I'm left with like where we sit today. And I don't know if this is what you're feeling too, because we've talked, we texted a little bit before we went live. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, like at this point in my life, if you'd asked me 20 years ago, I would have thought I would be planted, established, roots down, or at least, you know, splitting time between somewhere. I don't know. And we, I have never been more mobile or more uprooted than I am at this very moment in time. I cannot remember that because I've always had a plan. You know, I, after, after undergrad, it was law school. And after law school, it was work at the firm and get married. And then we largely did our life based around my ex-husband, you know, at the time, all of his needs, which were very planted in one place. And anyway, I'm like, holy wow, what Petaluma, <laughs> Seattle, the East Coast for Divinity School. What about Chase's work? What is, it's just like, this is where I'm like, okay, this is, I ask, we talk about this a lot. I ask for the divine to take the lead. I, and more than anything, I want to be led by my soul versus my human. And when you ask, I, I laugh because I always repeat those cliches when you, you know, be careful what you ask for because the universe will <laughs> give it to you, whatever. And I really like I've asked for some things and I am sitting in it now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. big time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, yeah, I don't. There are so many unknowns in our life. So to your point about Petaluma, we're going back. We have a lot of things there. But but I I how long will we be there? And uh, anyway. So many considerations. Mm-hmm. So it's we're this will be a in real time thing over the next few months. Every one of these first Fridays of where are we watching in real time, following what we feel like, where the universe is leading mm-hmm. us, guidance of soul, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I just find that like I mean, it seems like you're in this place where you're being offered lots of pieces of information. Yeah. But it's not the time yet to be making the decision, right? Yeah. It's just like it's the time to just be watching the unfolding. Yeah. And that's mm-hmm. uh, there is some excitement in that. And it's kind of, you know, you're looking around like what's hap- what's going to happen next? What's going to pop out of behind door number three mm-hmm. and uh, make this choiceless? Uh, but then there's also, oh, it's very uncomfortable to be in that mm-hmm. position when you, when one does, me personally, I do have um, these beliefs about, okay, uh, you should know the answer to this by now. You should yeah. be more firmly rooted or established in a place mm-hmm. or in certain work or in, you know, my work is mobile, but um, it, just there, there, when you have the soul, which is up for adventure versus the human, which wants routine and predictability, I think, for the most part, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. it's that push and pull on the inside. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we're just sitting mm-hmm. in the discomfort of that right now. Yes. <laughs> yes. Sitting in the discomfort and also in like the very things that you asked for. And I think that is always interesting, and you I, know. Yeah. I, the Another note on that, not to, because I want to... Um, I wanted to ask you more about how things are falling into place for you, but mm-hmm. it, it, there's also the question of like true identity. And if you ask me in the last several years who I really am, I would say I'm a spiritual being having a human experience, but that, mm-hmm. that sounds all well and good. But when the things that I use to identify myself are all largely gone, like, 
okay, so I'm not, I, I'm no longer an attorney. I'm no longer wife of, you know, Rob and, and the, the, all of that, the identity that came along with that. I'm no, I thought I might be a divinity school student. I'm not a divinity school student. Like what, what mm-hmm. am I? I don't have the, the things that I used to glom onto to look at to say who I was. And so now I really am just, it, it feels like I'm watching my life as we move about the country and I land in certain places and I'm standing in line at the grocery store and there are, you know, thousands of people around in any given place. I'm like, wow, who am I? I don't, if someone was mm. to ask me I, I, what you do, who you are, <laughs> my answers would be mm. very um, amorphous right now. <laughs> so <laughs> if you don't have the things that you use to identify yourself, these roles, these mantles that you wear mm-hmm. like, who are you so this is the other mm-hmm. thing that i ask for like i want to be identified as the spiritual being not the human i'm like oh yes. that's this is what that feels like <laughs> yes yeah because it's like mm-hmm. everything is just being stripped mm-hmm. away right yeah. which is like so many spiritual teachers are saying that's how to get to the the even you understanding yourself more as a spiritual being, right? That is how to evolve is stripping all of these identities that are associated with ego. And the universe just seems to be just shredding those out for you, just like taking, taking, taking. And like, um, you know, Tosha Silver talks a lot about goddess Kali, right? Which uh, I just think is really interesting where it's like, her main approach, this particular God is, you know, stripping away, stripping away, stripping away, right? So that you are, you can reinvent into something that is much more authentic, like Phoenix rising, right? I just get this visual of you being just like stripped away of all of this so that you can rise in a way that's even more authentic. Well, just to put a little like universe wink on that one, um, one of the, (laughs) the, I, I talk sometimes about the colleague or friend of mine who um, has started doing energy work and I was her guinea pig and now I just continue. I mean, we've, we were coaching buddies back in life coach training years ago and we've just stayed in touch in various ways, like pretty much weekly since then. Anyway, she, in one of our most recent sessions, that's the image that she had, of, mm. uh, the, the Phoenix. Um, yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I like, I don't, again, what are the identities? I don't even have a house here. <laughs> I don't have, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't have, uh, you know, the, like everything that I just said, you know, all those externals mm. that you put your, that I used to identify myself by. Um, yeah. So here I am mm-hmm. sitting in the, you know, just kind of floating around. Who am I? Yeah. What am I doing? Oh, and I just yeah. feel like as you're talking, I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. This is all <laughs> supposed to be happening for you, you know? And I do just feel like this is the, this is the kickoff for your next book. Yep. I already, there are certain, there are certain things that I feel, um, you know, I've been making notes, but things that I'm writing as we go, like, okay, yeah, this, this feels, it, this feels um, like it will be the grist for the next one to come along. And I look mm-hmm. back at Unhitched, while it all still is very, I'm proud of that work. I feel like it wasn't even it, like, this is going to be real. <laughs> Whereas that one mm-hmm. still had, it was kind of shiny on the outside. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So, so tell me, um, a couple of the things, um, where you said, I'm looking at my notes and I actually pulled Mm -hmm. a quote from our text and 
looking at things for what they are instead of what I hope they'll be, that resonated for me for all the reasons I've just mm-hmm. mentioned. Yeah, because I thought yeah. things would look a certain way at this point in this year or at this time in my life, and they don't necessarily. Mm-hmm. Okay, what does that mean to you? Why did you Why did you say that was something that you're sitting with right now? Yeah, I mean, I think that being able to um, to really look at different parts of my life, like especially in um, uh, relationships with people, right? Like, or romantic relationships, like, or in my business, mm-hmm. right? Actually looking at like, okay, there's all of these, you know, especially I tend to do this um, uh, with romantic partners is, you know, instead of looking at exactly, you know, I think there's a, there's a shadow side to everything. So a light side of um, my doing great coaching work and things like that is I can always hold capacity for immense potential for any human I'm speaking Mm -hmm. with. It's like, I just, I can feel out like, oh, all of these untapped places where they could like grow and shine even more. Right. Mm -hmm. Which makes me really effective as a coach. But I think the shadow side of that is, you know, in my more intimate partnerships, I sometimes can be holding that potential for all that we could be in instead of really looking at, you know, what is actually happening right now? How is this person making you feel now? How are you being treated right now? And like, not what is the narrative you're creating, but what are they actually saying to you? Look at your interactions, you know? And so just kind of like um, being willing to I talk with clients a lot about, you know, it's like opening the closet doors and just looking at the monster in the closet. Like, let's look right at this thing, you know, and see what are we working with here? Not what do we hope it will be, you know, but what are we working with here? And so there's just been something, and I I won't share too many details of this because it's still in process, but just really looking at like, okay, what is this person telling you about what they want? What is it that you're actually feeling and taking that in and looking, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that when you realize, um, or when when I realize, oh, well, shoot, maybe this isn't working out the way I want, or maybe I'm not being treated in the way that I want, right? Or maybe um, this person isn't responding to me in a way that feels good. Um, I think that really having to accept that is is a painful part, right? Like there's a little bit of grieving that has to happen when you are letting go of that, like, oh, but we could be so much. Oh, but it could be this. And wanting the other person, like, can't you just see it? Can't you just, you know, Mm -hmm. and, and really looking at like, no, what is it now? And I think this happens for a lot of um, people that I talk to, you know, whether it's like, you're looking at your work or you're looking at your relationships and it's like, yeah, but if I really see the truth in this, Mm -hmm. if I really look at how does this actually make me feel that sometimes gets to be more overwhelming to look at the truth of something, right? Because then it's like, well, then I just feel sad and mm-hmm. bummed out and all of these things. Whereas if I could just hold this vision of all we could be right, which is what keeps people in, yeah. you know, I think harmful patterns, especially with other people, depending on your relationship style. So that's just one thing, you know, I've been, I've been looking at, um, you know, this, this 
outside of a little bit of breathing, but then also looking at what else is coming into my life. Mm -hmm. And when I am feeling really amazing, who, who's in the recipe and the ingredients for contributing to that? Cause that's there also, right. right? It's like really looking at like, okay, you know, who, like when I'm around this person and I'm feeling good, what's causing me to feel that? Let me look at that. Let me look at who are the people in my life that help me feel amazing. And who are the people that really activate that wondering about my enoughness, right. And me trying to prove myself or people please, and really taking a good look at that. Right. So it's not just like, Oh, that I'm just experiencing a bunch of sadness or loss. It's like, I'm trying to look at it all. Who are the friendships I want to keep? Who are the romantic relationships that actually feel nourishing and life-giving for me, Mm -hmm. you know? And so that's kind of one place. And also in my business, just really looking at what, what actually fuels me versus what I feel like, oh, maybe if I could just make it this way. Like I think about, you know, um, how much I love doing my groups and my programs and things like that. And, you know, my own coach saying like, how about you just go into groups? How about that is what you do? How about that is your main offering? And, And me needing to take a good look at like, yeah, okay. I don't think I've ever given myself permission to fully go in to one area of my business. It's like, I've been looking at, okay, no, I'm, I'm working, seeing one-to-ones and that needs to happen, Mm -hmm. but like actually looking at what is most nourishing, what feels best. Let's look right at this because the universe is communicating with me in these different ways. And so just trying to um, get real with myself instead of being like, well, universe, I thought we were going in this other direction. And now you're sending this person or you're sending this thing, or you're stripping this away, like what's going on. So it's just kind of the, like looking straight at it and trusting. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And I wonder, um, you being that your background was in psychology and I think that is, tell me if I'm wrong on this, but that is more of the one-to-one model, like the, you mm-hmm. know, you, you yes. sit across the office from an individual. Um, and I know that many psychologists do group um, support groups or things like that. But um, do you think there's anything in there that you're having to kind of undo some um, a belief that I should be doing one-to-one work because that's my background type of a thing? Yes. It's like, it's even interesting to notice like a little bit of shame that comes up talking about it right now. Like, really? Oh, who am I to say? I just love, you know, leading these groups and having, you know, love it when a whole bunch of women are together and that sort of energy. Yeah. Like I can feel it like, what if there's some, you know, someone who thought about working one-to-one with you and now they're like, oh, what, you know, Uh there's just, I I do really think that that is the model and it's, you know, it's hour after hour after hour of seeing clients one-to-one. And yes, there are plenty of mental health clinicians that are doing group work and things like that. But I would say the more traditional model is that like one-to-one work and some people really, really thrive in, in that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm having to look at like, okay, wow. Yeah. I'm, you know, and working with my own coach, I'm like, um, oh no, 
I don't know what I want to do. Maybe I should just stop everything. Maybe oh, I should no. go into real estate. And she's what? like, how about you just pay attention <laughs> to what you like doing? Right. And I was like, cause I've just realized like, oh, okay. Yeah. If I make it in this package and I, I package it this way and I charge this much and then I do this. And then, and it's just like my, I can feel my soul is just like, mm, no, <laughs> just, no, thank you please stop doing that. You know, and then it's like, I start to see, um, whenever I notice that I'm in a, you know, in some kind of alignment and I'm like, okay, yeah, I want to do groups. I want to, you know, I'll notice the universe stop sending me as many clients that asking to work together one-to-one. It's like, it starts happening. And then like you were saying, I'm sitting in exactly what I was asking for. (laughs) And that's a little scary. My own coach calls it like a water skier moment, right? Where you like get up on the water skis and you're all wobbly and like, ah, like, Uh is this going to work? Is this still going to work? And then oftentimes we just throw ourselves off to the side, right? (laughs) Fill back up with the thing that wasn't feeling as good and kind of like, you know, get back to our equilibrium that we understand for ourselves, you know? Yeah. So it's just like, I'm just, I'm just really looking at like, in a lot of areas of my life, like what is actually, what's actually working? What is actually feeling nourishing? What is actually speaking to me? Can I stop living under this, these kind of delusions around, um, around my work or my love life? Yeah. That anything is other than it exactly as it is, you know? Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay. So then I want to ask you, because we were talking about this earlier this summer in my little soul digger group. And um, there are these, and I I know that we've, I can't remember the last time we talked about it in here, but those, those four squares of the change cycle where you have like a catalytic event, be it something that you do yourself, like quit your job or something that's done to you, more done mm-hmm. to you in the sense that get, you get fired or you decide to have or adopt a child or, you know, you lose a child or go bankrupt or win lottery, these kinds of things that really change who you are and how you do things. And so square one is this time of kind of um, death and rebirth, death of the old identity. And this, this mm-hmm. these squares of change are pretty predictable in terms of when humans have these catalytic events, you go through these squares Um, and sometimes it takes longer. Sometimes you can get through it more quickly once you have awareness around what's happening, but the square one is death and rebirth. And then square two, you're kind of dreaming and scheming what you want to happen now after the loss or after the change or whatever. And then square three is when you're putting your new plans down on the ground in physical reality, um, which is, it's difficult, you know? Um, and then Mm. square four is the promised land where everything is kind of working well again. That was a really quick and dirty summary of that. But do you feel, I'm curious when I hear you talk, do you feel like you're in a square one in anywhere in your life right now? Like the. Okay, wait, say the squares again. The square one <laughs> is like death and rebirth. It's like death when the caterpillar goes into the chrysalis and doesn't even yes. know it's going to become a butterfly. It's just breaking down into soup of the soup of yes. cells. Oh, are you making little post-it notes? I am. Okay. I'm visual. Okay. Okay. So square one is death and rebirth, death of the old yes. identity breaking down of things. And then there's going to be a whole new organism born, so to speak. Yes. Okay. So square two is dreaming and scheming. Yes. And uh-huh. that's where, okay, you've grieved, you know, you were talking about grief a little bit. There. Yeah. You've grieved 
what once was. Um, mm-hmm. You don't have a lot of fears stopping you or you've kind of processed all the feelings. Um, mm-hmm. And now you're kind of dreaming and scheming, like, what do I want things to look like now? Hmm, mm-hmm. That might be nice. Dream big. Think of cool things that you want to happen. And then once you've kind of got a little visual going of what you want, then you've got square three, which is the hero saga. I mean, kind of like, you know, mm-hmm. Joseph Campbell's hero journey. And yeah. you are actually taking what you're envisioning in your mind and putting it into physical reality in your life. Um, mm-hmm. And then square four is when you've hit the promised land, like, ah, all your dreams and schemes are in physical reality. Things are working pretty well. Like you've gotten over the hump of it, like you could use starting a business as one of these. You have the idea, okay, you lose your yeah. job or you choose to quit your job. Then you envision yeah. the business that you want to create. Then you actually have mm-hmm. to start the business and get clients mm-hmm. or whatever. And then once your business is working well and, you know, you've got some income coming in there, you're in the promised land. So that, that would be an yeah. So where Well, and then it's interesting because I think about promised land and then how often then we can go back to square one yes. with something from the promised land. Like we got to the promised land for one version of our lives, yes. but then it can circle back. And then it's like, okay, this part no longer or fuels me or is no longer nourishing. Yes. So then I might go back to step, yeah, to stage yeah. one. So yes, I feel like, okay. So one of the things is I definitely feel this like death and rebirth, um, especially around, um, just different parts of, of me, this like people pleaser part and how uh-huh. she can show up in, you know, and even like, um, in my dating life, which yeah. I need her to stop, <laughs> stop yeah. driving the bus. Right. Yeah. And so it reminds me of, um, what we've talked about too, with, um, the last temptation of you. Oh my gosh. I was thinking of that earlier in the show specifically. Well, yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry. That's been on my mind too. I love that you went there. Yes. Yes. Because, you know, when I, you know, when I went to visit Seattle this summer, oh, wait. you know, there was a lot of, oh, well, but, but for people who don't know, what is the last temptation of yeah. you? Okay. The last temptation of you is basically another concept by Martha Beck. Right. Yep. And so then, and you can correct me, but this is basically <laughs> how I think about it uh-huh. is when you have done all of this growth, all of this work, you're feeling, um, like, okay, I'm ready to move forward. I'm ready to let go of, you know, this old way of being I've healed, I've done my work. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, it feels like the divine will send you a remarkable test <laughs> to see, <laughs> are you, do you still, are you sure? Yeah. Do you want to go back to this old way of being to yeah. your old way of life or living or understanding yourself or behaving or acting and will send you that big kind of challenge yeah. right right before what I kind of think is like promised land kind yes. of stuff right I kind of see them sort of woven in together these two concepts yeah what do you think how did I did I explain that okay oh you just nailed it and and it I, okay. I love this too if I can even add in another little thing to the mix um since we've been on the road we've been listening to a lot of audiobooks um and one of the ones Chase had never read The Alchemist um, by uh, what is it, Paulo Coelho, um, and it the, there's there's that that theme in the book about finding your legend or um, mm. if you want to call it something else, your your purpose in life or your dharma. Um, 
And there's so much in that book about the closer you get to your legend, the harder things are going to get or the more tests that you will receive or the more you're going to be asked, like, are you really committed to 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 living and or finding and living your legend? So I feel yes. like that's exactly. Yeah, that's exactly it. Exactly. It. Well, and that was the test. I really felt like I got this summer when, you know, I returned to Seattle and I really had some a few individuals giving me a hard time. And, you know, um, I felt uh, um, pretty bullied and I, I witnessed myself going into this people pleaser mode that Mm -hmm. I so often would do. It's like, let me clean this up. Let me be what you want. Mm -hmm. Let me be good for you. Let me try to be good enough for you. Mm -hmm. And I saw this like way of being that is much more constricted than what I've become in the last year or so come out. And um, and I could feel like, yes, this is a big old test. Mm-hmm. Like, do you want this former life? Do you want this way of being? Do you want this way of living? Do you want this way of seeing yourself? Yeah. People around you, seeing you as having something to prove, yep. right? Yep. Meanwhile, getting to experience myself, you know, um, complete i mean having completely transformed in a lot of ways after this this like year long journey and all of the personal work that i've done and getting more and more clarity on what i'm actually wanting to move toward the kind of person that i'm wanting to partner with and the kind of ways i want to experience my life and my body and so it felt like yeah that that felt like that's that's um either that last temptation of you or that death and rebirth yeah. kind of thing right happening again and it feels like in my business yeah there is a death and rebirth because it felt like in the last couple of months like genuinely like something is dying (laughs) something is off here I do not know and it feels really scary and it's really unsettling when you decide to really live by your soul's guidance and with hand in hand with spirit you know it doesn't work on the same timing as our human brain so it can be incredibly unsettling to be in that like kind of like holy what is happening yeah I know this no longer works and I know this part is dying or needs to be transformed or Mm -hmm. rebirthed. And I have no idea what is on the other side. Mm -hmm. That's a scary kind of sticky middle. We talked about last month when we met. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So I got like last temptation of you. I got death and rebirth. I got sticky middle. I got the alchemist. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Holding it all right now. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Now, what was I going to say? Because it was something having to do with the alchemist again. I don't know. That's been really, um, that one has been on my heart lately. Um, oh gosh. And now I've totally gone blank, which is always fun to do when you're on live on air. Well, okay, well let me say anyway, something yes. as filler until you, re- okay. return, you remember. Great job, co-host. Yeah, Way yeah, to yeah. fill in. Yeah. 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 But just, thank you, Benny. But just to say, you know, that even when you do feel like there's a last temptation of you or there's a death rebirth that needs to happen, yeah. thank that, you. that doesn't always, there you go. But that it. doesn't always mean that you're just going to get through that at lightning speed. I think people are like, oh, I realized this was the last temptation of you. I defeated that in 
you know, 10 minutes. And it's like, no, I saw it coming and, and I experienced it. And now I'm feeling the full effect of grieving that or letting that go or let, so that I can welcome in this new way of living. Right. And to not let anybody else pressure you into that growth either. Yes. Yes. And that I've had that exact same experience. And I love hearing this from other people, folks that I look up to who, um, just various folks we talk about on the show, whether it's Martha Beck or Tosha Silver or any various Mm -hmm. other things take longer than they thought they were going to take, um, which is of course, super uncomfortable. And that you did just remind me of what I was going to say about it was, um, I think, uh, that when you're in this place, um, if you can look out ahead that cosmic view and think like if you're going to write when you write a book about this, for example, Alessandra, you know, <laughs> five, ten years from now and you look mm-hmm. back at this moment, how much cooler is the story going to be for how sticky middle this time was or how trying the square one was or you know the 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 um, last temptation of you how hard that test was um Mm -hmm. because those are the stories that we really love or the ones where people were at the that 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 things were not just sunshine and roses but that to get through to the other side there were um um you know what's the word trials to overcome and yeah, yeah. So if you can, if, if anyone else out there is finding themselves in a square one moment or a last temptation of you moment or the alchemist finding your legend and you're kind of feeling a little lost in the, in the desert moment. Um, yeah. How will this moment factor into the story that you tell five, 10 years from now when you're on the other side of it? How much cooler will it be? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Yeah, that's the authentic raw stuff that we need that makes people, that helps us all to grow and to learn, right? And yeah. I think, um, I think too, it's like I'm constantly being guided in these ways to I, inevitably, no matter what sort of thing I'm going through, then I've got a client or a student coming and saying, hey, I'm struggling with this thing. And I'll think like, whoa, oh yeah, thank you universe. Because that is exactly what I just went through. And so it feels like, spirit uses my life in a lot of those ways, you know, to be able to be more helpful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, I know we've got just maybe one minute or so left, but, Mm -hmm. um, um, and I will say, this is one of the things that, um, as you're navigating these kind of, um, life stuff that the signs are always there. And I just, I was going to share, um, you know, praying mantis has been something that's been a through line for Chase and I, it's one of those animal guides that, shows up in really interesting times and we hadn't seen one in a while the last one we saw was this baby praying mantis that showed up in the airstream in the airstream i don't know how it got Mm. in there and it was on chase's t-shirt a baby praying mantis that wasn't even i mean goodness he was half an inch if that anyway we saw another one when we were coming through montana and so i just thought um i was curious i know we only have like a few minutes left but if you have any (laughs) magical stories of dragonflies lately i thought of you when we saw the praying mantis Oh my gosh. They have been everywhere lately. I mean, just, just flowing around. And I don't, I can't remember if I told you recently that one was flying all around Oscar and playing and then got stuck in my door. Oh, a huge one, but it was still like fluttering and buzzing. And so I was like, go, go, go. And thank you for being here. But it's just been, yeah, it's been really amazing. And I had one hovering, um, just right above the sunroof of my car just the other day just floating 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 float and I just thought oh 
I just feel like my dad's around and spirit is around yeah. and supported. You know, it's just such a nice reminder yes. that like you are held. Yes. Yeah. That's a good note to end on. Uh, we are all held. Um, so yes, look for those praying mantises, those dragonflies or whatever it is for you. Um, you have been listening to Sunny in Seattle. It was first Friday. So I was joined by Dr. Alessandra Duke. And this is Sunny Joy signing off. See you next week, everyone. <laughs>